I hope you guys are enjoying your week two fantasy football or have done really well in your week two fantasy football, depending on when you're listening to this. What I really hope you kicked ass on is in no halftime. The no halftime app is a daily fantasy sports app where you play player versus player challenges. I like to pick on my friends, my family, guys that talk a lot of junk um, and, and challenge them because it's always sweet to take their money. Um, but if you just want to play with your friends and family, you can also do free challenges. So it's even fun if you just want to mess around um, and do little side bets and stuff like that. Um, but it's, it's, it's the greatest daily fantasy sports app you could find. I promise you. Not only that, they have been a sponsor with the Cloud Dodgers podcast since almost the beginning. So loyalty is, is a big, big thing here. Customer service with them is huge. They have a contest going on right now where you can win two NFL tickets to any game of your choosing. Um, and they have one of those contests every single week. You're crazy if you don't take part in it. Let's not, I don't know what it is next week. You know, by the time you're listening to this this week, but you got to take part in it. It's free stuff, guys. Use the promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K, when you register and you will get $10 instantly on your account. I really appreciate you guys uh, for supporting No Halftime. They are a great group of people. Guys, I got a good guest for you today. Let's get into the show. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. Clock Dodgers Podcast. Welcome to episode 41 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. It is a beautiful night here in Florida, and I actually have a wonderful guest on the line with me today. My guest is Sam Holt. Um, she has many titles, so we'll, we'll get into that. So I can't really describe her in, in one title here, but welcome to the show, Sam. How are you doing tonight? Great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. I appreciate you joining me. So as I was saying, you have many titles. Um, one of the, you know, I obviously met you from the Fancy Life app. Um, that's where I was introduced to you. Um, I, I seen on there that you were in, you know, some big name fantasy leagues, um, the, the ESPN league, obviously. Um, and then I started seeing some of your writing. Um, I guess you were posting it on there. And so I started seeing some of your stuff there. And um, I know you write for uh, Fantasy Authority and some other things that you're also doing. Yeah, yeah. So I've written for the fantasyauthority.com. And before them, I was writing and I still am for uh, utterfantasy.com. Okay. Um, um, so I've done for both. And then I'm actually starting a brand new site with my league and I. It's called EatDrinkFantasyFootball.com. Um, and we're launching that this week. So everyone will get to have week two rankings, a few articles on sleepers, some picks to look out for. So there'll be some really good stuff there for, for week two. And as we get going, there'll be way more content, which will be nice. Absolutely. I know that's exciting. I did check out, you know, some of the, the, the stuff that you guys have up there. Now, I know you said you got a lot more to, you know, still put up there. But um, I, what made you as far as I know you're writing for Fancy Authority, which is obviously already a big site. And you obviously have a, a pretty long you know, passage of writing about fantasy. But what made you want to do your own, though, like get your own name behind an actual site? What, what was the reason for that? Um, for me, I was I I love everything that Fantasy Authority does. And so I'm happy to still be writing for them. I'll be doing a lot of stuff for them in the future too. But this one was more, um, I got to design it myself. I'm a graphic designer, so I got to put my creative touch to it, which I really liked. Um, this one will be a little bit more personal. I'll probably, more of my articles will be a bit more about me and me playing fantasy football, more so than just sleeper picks and more informational stuff. And then the other guys that I'm writing with on my site, they'll be covering a lot of really in-depth um, fantasy coverage as well. So this one for me is going to be a bit more fun and it's going to be hopefully a bit more funny, a little bit more interesting articles to read there. Um, still be fantasy news, but I'll have a little bit more fun with it, maybe slightly less formal. That's very cool. And yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, the, the stuff you write, you know, as far as for fantasy authority and, I, and I've seen some other things you, you write, you know, you do write funny, though. You know, what I mean, even though it's informative, um, you write, you know, funny, entertaining pieces, which I like. Um, and, the, and the one thing you mentioned about, you know, having, having your own site was the, the graphic design side, which before when I only knew you from the Fantasy Life app, I didn't actually know you did that. Um, but then I seen it, uh, your Instagram and I seen all the, um, you know, the stuff that you were drawing and stuff that that's all you right? everything. All of that's me. Yeah. I, I went to college for art and I got an illustration degree so I can draw paint everything by hand. But, you know, 
these days you can't get a job just drawing a pretty picture. So I do graphic design as well. That's my current job. Um, so I sounds like I just do a lot of different things. <laughs> pretty much all I do is I'm either doing artwork or I'm doing football or I'm at the gym. That's like either one of those three things throughout all day. <laughs> Hey, that sounds like the life to me. Um, yeah. the, the the art stuff, though, man, I, I was actually super impressed. I was blown away. I was like, how come I've never heard about her doing this? Because <laughs> I was like, obviously, we know each other from the fantasy, you know, football channel. But still, yeah. it's like, you know, the art stuff was I was super impressed, like for real. Like yeah. it was legit awesome stuff. So um, and you said you do that for a living. So obviously, you t- a, a super passion of yours. You wouldn't obviously be that good, probably, if you didn't love it. Right. That's true. I mean, I only seems like I'm only really good at stuff that I love, which is <laughs> so weird that it's football and art. It doesn't really make sense. So uh, and, and you said that you're going to do the, you did the graphic design for the site too. So, I mean, is that different though, as far as, you know, cause the stuff I've seen was like really detailed, like illustrations and, you know, um, dragons and all this kind of stuff. I mean, is that, is that, is, is it a totally different world when you do like a website or is it still along the same lines for you? For me, I look at it as I really like creating details and really intricate details, making something look effortless, but also have a lot to it. So for graphic design for me, I just like that I can create a feel really quickly and easily with different symbols, different shapes. And for that side of it, it's still feeding that creative side of me just because it's it, it's trying to do the same thing using a different medium and I like challenges. So that's why I like doing it. That Very way. cool. All right. I don't, I don't want to get stuck on it too long. Cause I know you didn't come on here to, to talk about that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was, I was just impressed by it. I was like, man, I have to bring this up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I have another uh, website that's got my artwork on it and I plan on selling, um, prints of my work too, but that's like, I don't know if you can tell, but I've got a lot of project lists. <laughs> yeah. Can, so can, can you plug that site just so people who are listening, if they're interested can go. Yeah, sure. It's samholtstudios.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. If you're listening right now, just pause this bad boy and go check that stuff out because very, very, very talented. Um, no problem. So <clears throat> so we did want to talk about football, of course. Um, both of our lives revolve heavily around the NFL, fancy football, stuff like that. Um, we just got past week one. Uh, a lot of overreaction is happening. We're all just happy that the sport is back, obviously. Um is there any one thing that you were happy to see again, a certain player, a certain team? Obviously, you're a Steelers fan, right? Such a huge Steelers fan. So glad you brought that up. <laughs> I could not have been happier to see D'Angelo Williams just run all over the field with that ball. He did amazing. He looked great. He looked he looked younger than he is, which is awesome. So that was really nice to see. And Antonio Brown and Big Ben just put on a clinic of how a quarterback is supposed to work with his wide receiver. Just like it was amazing to watch. So that was a great game. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was a good game. I was surprised to see D'Angelo, you know, still have it like that. For some reason, I keep thinking like, all right, he's got to lose it this year. He's going to lose it this year. And then the dude just tears it up again, man. It's, it's pretty impressive to watch. Oh, it's so impressive to watch. And you know what? I think that he keeps that mentality in his head too. He's like, people don't think I'm going to do this. So he works really, really hard. And if you follow him on any social media, you can see him working hard all the time. He's always posting like, I'm working out, I'm at the gym, he's doing stuff. Like he's always Absolutely. And like yeah. for me it's like I'm obviously I'm a Raiders fan. And so the yeah. week was big for me too. You know, with beating the Saints, I was, you know, surprised by that. I did not expect that. Um oh. Great game. Yeah, it was a great game from, you know, beginning to end. And so I was happy with that. Well, you know, I was impressed with that. And then, you know, there's all, all these different things. Everyone's overreacting to stuff as far as, you know, Gurley and AP not performing. And people thought these guys were bulletproof. So, you know, I, I do take a lot of questions for the show. And so people send in a bunch of questions. So I, I just want to jump into that with you. You good for that? Some questions? I hope I can give some good answers. I think you can. <laughs> so I got a lot of questions, surprisingly, about tight ends. Um, I, I go on different apps, uh, Twitter, and then of course, um, fancy life sleeper bot, stuff like that. And, um, a couple of guys, uh, specifically Brady Bullcut and I can't pronounce his name all the way. I think it's Samarano. Um, they were both concerned about just tight ends in general, like ones that are underperforming, for instance, just one weekend I know, but, uh, Barnage, Fleener, Gates. Um, wh- what do you think that is? Cause that, that position overall week one seemed to really struggle, didn't it? It really did, but, you know, it is week one, and I feel like a lot of teams, even though they've 
had four preseason games. They've had tons of practice. I feel like being in the stadium with the full crowd, having the hype back, some of these players get really excited. Some of them, um, uh, in the Rams case, you can see them choke. But uh, I don't know. I think it's just week one bugs. I'm not really worried about any of the names that you mentioned not getting um, coverage. And with the RG3 injury, I think that Barnage will do better with somebody else throwing to him. So Absolutely. I don't see having an issue. Um, yeah, and I feel like Fleener, it was just, I don't know. I think it was, uh, with Breeze, you're going to get so much volume. I don't think that he, you should really worry or necessarily abandon him. Although I should have probably taken my own advice because I dropped him in another league to pick up Eric Ebron just because, you know. I had my own panic. <laughs> but, um, no, I think it'll be fine, though. Uh, they'll all come back. I mean, it just depends on how deep your league is and how much roster space you have for a backup tight end. Um, in my leagues, I don't have uh, the one that I dropped him in. I don't have hardly any bench space, so I just that's why I had to switch him out. Absolutely. So, now, yeah, just, now, so so basically, to, to those people that are concerned, stay calm. It's only week one. Um, I, I do want to, uh, you wrote a, a, a deep, deep sleeper article, which you just happened to send me before we got on here, and I checked it out. So we're going to get, you have some tight ends on that list as well. I know it's deep, deep sleepers, but still, I want I want to get to them um, as soon as we finish with the questions, because you had some interesting names on there, um, as far as just tight ends were concerned, even. Um sure. So let's get through the questions first, and then we'll jump to that. Um, another question that we got uh, from at AB09, he wanted to know if anyone, and this kind of, again, there's some some stuff in your article that results to this too, but um, th- does anyone benefit from the loss of Keenan Allen? Of course, it was unfortunate that it happened, um, but you know, there's some obvious names that we've been hearing as far as guys that you know can probably you know, maybe lighten the load a little bit. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be Keenan Allen you know, in the offense, but you, you have some names on your list, for instance, right? Yeah, I, I mentioned in my article Dontrell Inman um, in uh, preseason. I think that he, from what I've read, he beat out Tyrell Williams, which I know that Tyrell Williams just went in my dynasty league for like a crazy amount in our auction waiver. Um, but I think that until we see them perform in week two, we're not going to know who's going to come out as the wide receiver two after Benjamin. So I definitely think that they're going to see numbers, but we're not going to know who's the definitive wide receiver two until after this weekend. Um, the other problem though is Rivers numbers last year went down after Allen was out. So I don't know that you're going to see as much volume from Rivers without that confidence. Um, but I don't know. I think time will tell after this weekend who's going to emerge and if the throwing game will still be there or not. Right. So, so just curious if you were doing waivers today, um, Inman or, or Williams, which one would you personally pick up just off of your gut instinct on this one? For me, I would pick up, um, I would pick up Inman, but that's just based on the fact that when tryouts happened earlier, the coaching staff picked him over Williams. Okay. And, but you know, after week one, I know that Williams did better. So for me, I would pick up Inman, but um, I think either one year, it's a coin flip. They'll just have to figure out after this weekend who does better. And for all we know, they're not even going to do it. And then someone else will just jump. Yeah. To the top. yeah e- either that or they flip flop each week, you know, and, you know, like I said, neither one is Keenan Allen. So, um, totally. to expect the same kind of production is crazy. Um, yeah. another, the last question that I really wanted to get to first before we jump over to other stuff is, um, from at applesauce. Um, you know, he, he mentioned that everyone's kind of, it seems like at least, well, okay, not everyone was high on Freeman going into this season, you know, because they just feel like he couldn't, you know, duplicate what he did before last year. But mm-hmm. um, obviously after week one, you know, Coleman got a lot of play. He did really well. Um, some people feel like, you know, they're, it's knocking Freeman down a little bit. So I, his question is more so, you know, if you have Freeman, would you sell him low? Um, I mean, would you, I'm sorry, would you, you know, yeah, would you sell him low right now or would you rather keep him? Um, but if you were to sell him, what would you, what would you, you know, consider equal trade value at, at this moment, knowing what we know about him and how people feel about him? Who would I consider equal to, to trade him for? Yeah. Like if, if someone was trying to get him from you or you were trying to move him, um, knowing how people feel about him right now, like, are you, are you still looking for the, for the value that you went into, you know, drafting him or are you going to sell him now? Or are you just going to, would you rather hold on to him? Like, what would you do at this point if you were a Freeman owner? If I was a Freeman owner, I would probably hold on to him at least one to two more weeks 
I mean, it's a long season. Two losses, three losses aren't going to lose you a championship. So I would hold on to him. But if you're looking to trade someone um, to someone in your league who probably just really desperately wants them, you might be able to get more out of him than you normally could, considering how poorly he performed and how some people are probably just writing him off. Right. Um, I would maybe go for, I don't know, maybe more like a, Anything from like a LaShawn McCoy to maybe, I don't think you could get DeMarco Murray for him, but maybe if someone was desperate and sad. Right. Or, 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 or they had a lot of hope in him and, you know, thought they were buying low, but they but they had high expectations for him. Are you a, just, are you a believer the rest of the way for him or no? I don't know. It's just, it's, I have commitment issues for myself <laughs> personally, so I don't know that I could just believe in him the rest of the season, but I would, I would give him a few more weeks. Um, before I totally wrote him off or I would sell him off and maybe get something like a, like a McCoy or like a TJ Yeldon, something that's going to get you a bit more consistent number, um, right off the bat and then worry about maybe another trade later. Yeah. That Coleman threat is real, man. That Coleman threat is real. All right. So that's it for the, the, the main questions that I wanted to get to before we jump into, I want, I wanted to go to your article article really quick, the deep, deep sleeper article on uh, fantasy authority. So I mentioned you had some interesting tight ends on there. Um, you had Higby who is the rookie for the Rams. Um, you have green for the Broncos, um, which I got to assume, um, you like him more since Thomas is hurt and everything as well. Definitely. Okay. And then the other guy is Jack Doyle, which is an interesting name. Um, caught two touchdowns last week do, do you see him being a red zone threat and stuff you know uh, you know these i know it's deep deep so i mean are, are you feeling like it's there there's something in the plans for him there i feel like there is just based on how they played him and um alan last week if they're going to keep going with two tight end sets i don't think that it's out of the question to keep him at a starting tight end position depending on how deep your league is if it's a really deep league then why not right uh, or some leagues have uh, the option for tight end at flex. I mean, really, depending on your league, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad decision there either. Right. Uh, it's just, you know, if the formula works, they're going to keep running with it. So they're not going to change the playbook that drastically if it works again. And this weekend will be a really good test for that. Like, if he vanishes, then all right, they're not going to be running the two tight end stretch. But I, I think that they're probably going to do it again just because it worked so well. Yeah, and they and they did that, um, you know, last year and stuff when they had Fleener and Allen too, right? I mean, yeah, it seems so, like it's just kind of part of their offense. Exactly. So if it's going to be a regular part of their offense, and this guy looked great, then I don't see why you shouldn't have him on your on your bench or even starting. You should definitely have him there. Yeah, it's funny because before the season started, we never talked about Jack Doyle, and then last episode before this one i had uh mark from uh, one of the co-creators of the fantasy life on and he said he actually played football with jack doyle for like four years so i was like wow man now week one happens and this guy's name's everywhere (laughs) it's pretty cool um two other names that were interesting to me on your list okay one is jalen richard mostly because i'm a raider fan but you know that game um, you know, he did his thing in, a, in only a few plays. Uh, Murray did well. You know, DeAndre Washington didn't look bad, but he didn't do as much as either one of them did. Um, and then the other guy that I'm interested in is um, Thomas for the Saints. Um, yeah. and, and the reason why he's interesting to me is because obviously the Saints are, are uh, you know, a high power offense. So there, there's definitely, um, you know, there's balls for everyone to catch. But the reason I'm talking about him for with you is because we just seen um, Cooks and Sneed both go off last week. And of course, it was against the Raiders and it was in at their home and everything like that. But um, everyone is really high on Sneed now, like super high. Like I've had people tell me he's top 15, top 10, like the, 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 the you know, the things are just going off the roof for him now. And I don't know if it's an overreaction um or what but do you think thomas can can really eat into some of Snead? do you think that the people who are putting Snead in the top 15 or or crazy things like top 10 do, do you think they're not giving thomas enough credit not necessarily i mean he's he's not going to be he's not the number one he's not the number two he's just on the bench so you're not going to be thinking of him but the reason why i brought him up in my article was because if anything throughout the whole season happens to either of those two guys, he will be seeing a lot of work. Um, This is more just like a backup to your backup um, for that offense. Breeze threw for over 400 yards in that game and had four touchdowns. 
he's going to have a lot of volume and he's going to have a lot of balls thrown at him. So if anything happens to those two guys, I would definitely like to have Thomas on my team just because he's going to be able to get a lot of volume. And for PPR purposes, you can't pass that up. It's almost like handcuffing your wide receiver, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It works. All right. So uh, let, let's go ahead and jump over to our, our favorite game here, foul or no foul. Um, so these are all fresh, fresh off the press. Um, and they're all, I think they're all from the Fantasy Life app. So um, a lot of these names will probably be familiar too. But um, the first one is from uh, at Fuck Isis. Um, <laughs> his question, his statement is, and basically I'm going to throw statements at you from these guys. Um, and, and if you agree with the statement, it's no foul. So if you think the statement is completely accurate, it's no foul. If you disagree with their statement, then it's a foul. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So his statement is Freeman, who we talked about earlier, um, will finish the season outside the top 20 at running back. Foul or no foul? I feel like I could say no foul on that just because there's a lot of great running back talent out there competing for that top for the top 20 there. It wouldn't be shocking to see him outside the top 20. All right. That's interesting. And, and and did you would you have felt that way before week one? Did that change anything or you you think that it's just a it's not crazy to see him there, period? I feel like it's just not crazy to see him there, okay. period. Just, no, one, no one's going to it's really hard to match like previous season. How right. you did. Those numbers were astronomical. So, um, yeah, I don't I just think it's hard to keep up with that kind of expectation on anyone. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I, I see him inside the top 20. I think I like him more than other people. I'm not sure why, but <clears throat> I definitely can see where you're coming from as well. Um, the next one is from at Swagzilla. Um, and his statement is a Jaye will outscore Arian Foster from week two on foul or no foul. Ooh, I like Swagzilla. He's always funny. On <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's kind of a bold statement, I guess. It's a it's a pretty bold statement. I'm going to say foul because Foster looked pretty good. I feel like they're going to go back and forth or Foster's going to carry it. That is unless he gets hurt. This is just, you know, Foster could totally get hurt and ruin that and hit, then Ajayi gets all the numbers. Yeah. But as of right now, I, I think that that's a bit too bold to say that he's going to completely outscore him week two on. I agree with Sam Swag. A little too bold. <laughs> uh, the next one is from at Dem Bones, and his statement is: "The Browns have a better offense than the Rams." Foul or no foul? <laughs> uh, no foul. <laughs> no foul. I like, no, I mean I like Corey Coleman. I think he's a great uh, rookie. He's going to see a lot of talent. I, the Rams are just. Uh, but then again, you're discounting Gurley with that statement. Yeah. I don't know. Because Gurley had a crap game, and there's no way he's going to stay down with those numbers. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is everyone wanted Gurley to be bulletproof, you know what I mean, matchup-wise. And yeah. now that he showed that he wasn't, or at least in week one he wasn't, um, people are worried, you know? So a team like the Browns, who everyone, you know, has been the joke of everyone's, you know, joke forever, um, mm -hmm. now they have, you know, some legit wide receivers and Coleman, if Josh Gordon gets it back together prior, you know, coming out of nowhere – um, yeah. Barnage and the running back. So, I mean, this isn't crazy as it, you know, it, it would have sounded if Gurley, you know, went off for 200 yards or 150 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, where, where do you where do you go? Foul or no foul on that? I guess that's no foul just with the names that you just listed. I mean, yeah. really, besides Gurley, there's no one you can really count on in the offense to bring you big numbers in LA, which sucks because I'm actually a Rams ticket holder. Oh, now. wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Steelers fan, but I mean, I had to get, you know, I live in Long Beach. I want to go to games. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think if they just had a better quarterback, I think it may change a lot. You know, then you then you can make, you know, the, the case for Austin and, you know, bump yeah. up Britt a little bit. But I guess, you know, the Browns may be having a little mini powerhouse going on over there. We just don't know yet. Yeah, which is weird to say about the Browns. <laughs> it is very strange. We'll see what happens, though. Um, yeah. The next one is from at Shelly. Um, Shelly is really cool as well. Um, her, her, she's a, she's a Packers fan. So, yeah, I like what's that? 
I like her. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. I actually, uh, the, there's, uh, you know, the, the chat league that they have on the Fancy Life app. I picked her to represent Clock Dodgers. So she's doing well. So I, lo- I love Shelly. Um, her statement is Packers, um, by end of season, will end up as a top four fantasy defense. Foul or no foul. Little Homer bias because she is a Packers fan. So I see that. I was going to say, is she a huge Packers <laughs> <laughs> I think, and no foul. You, I mean, you really don't know how the defenses are going to do, but they looked great. I think that they have every potential possibility to be a top four defense. I don't think that that's crazy to say. Yeah, they've always been good at getting turnovers too. Yeah, and, and now with the offense being better, you know, they probably get some more rest. So <clears throat> I don't yeah, think probably. it's too crazy. Not too crazy. Shelly like Swags was not too crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's actually possible um the next one i have here is from a a fairly new user actually to the fantasy life app um at damian scott 5150 and um his these some of these are pretty bold his is uh jason witten will lead all tight ends in targets and receptions this season foul or no foul yeah that's not happening (laughs) foul 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 on the new guy Found the new guy. I mean, is he a Cowboys fan? Even Cowboys fans wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, we we can't even help you with this one. This one, you're, you're on your own, man. You're on your own. We're not even going to argue it. We're not even going to throw out numbers to you. No. But but it's but you know, it's just. I mean, I think he's going to have a decent year. I just think you can't put him. You know, at the top, like there's just I can't I, I can't find a way to argue it. You know, although I, I think he can do decent. You know, maybe top ten or something, but. I just can't argue for the top. I would, I would put him closer to top fifteen, top eighteen. I Dang. Would not. And with no love, no love. I know, and half the guys in my league are Cowboys fans. They're gonna hear this and just be like, "What?" <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe, maybe you hate him just a little more because of that. <laughs> I don't. Hate- I just disagree with them. <laughs> All right. The last one is from at Ricky M. And um, his is Curly for the 49ers emerges as a solid wide receiver three slash fleck option the rest of the season. Foul or no foul? <sighs> well, let's see. He looked all right. I mean, just fine. Yeah. I, I feel like. Uh, in a Chip Kelly offense, as everyone keeps saying, anything is possible when it comes to wide receivers and their numbers. So, I mean, he, yeah, sure. But wait, you said top for the Niners, not for like all wide receivers, right? Well, just, yeah. I mean, just, I guess, you know, as, as a, as a all wide receivers, do you think he could be wide receiver three or, or at least flex worthy for the rest of the season? Maybe, but I'm honestly, I'm not rostering any San Francisco players right now, unless I had like, and I had the, what was that defensive guy's name? Who was awesome last uh, on Monday night. Bowman. Uh, yeah. Bowman. Yeah. Unless it's an IDP league and you're keeping their defense on your team. I'm not trusting any of the, any of them really. Yeah. See, that's kind of the problem with the 49ers players is, I mean, they have some guys with potential, but it's like, can you trust them? Um, yeah. You know, hide, hide shows like all this ability, but it's like, can you trust them? Um, mm-hmm. you know, Tory Smith has kind of flashed as a wide receiver sometimes, but can you trust them? You know what I mean? It's like a, like you said, there's some trust issues here. Uh, yeah. I got major trust issues with the Niners and I mean, drawn got one touchdown, but like, is he going to get a touchdown every game? You know, cause he didn't get many carries. Um, he had seven. That's not a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know that maybe I'm rostering them on my bench to see if they have any potential, but. I don't know that I'm starting them unless it's a bye week and I'm desperate. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like you said, it's a trust issue thing. So Ricky, we're sorry. That's a no. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. All right. So that's all for the foul or no foul that I had. Um, I do want to jump over to um, fantasy trade blackjack. They say everybody has a price and we're about to find out. It's time for fantasy trade blackjack. Let's deal. Which, um, again, just kind of give you the guys the rules if you're new to the show, new to listening, anything like that. Um, basically, it's going to be kind of like blackjack. So I'm going to put a, a player on the table um, who is the you know the first card, and basically the, the cards are the players' names. I deal after that are me are, are basically me attempting to trade for that first player from you. Um, so, like for instance, um, and, and and if you feel like the guys I'm offering you is not enough, 
you would tell me to hit you know hit for some more players um if you feel like it's a fair trade you would just stand um and if you feel like we're not going to get anything done no matter who i add to the deal then it's a bust yeah. All right. So, so I'm gonna put one. Should be one of your favorite players here on the on, on the table first, and that's Antonio Brown. All right. And now I know you're probably just gonna say bust because it's probably nothing I could trade you for him. <laughs> but what if I offered you, especially after this first week of football, um, and he's on, he, he's the hot name. I'm gonna offer you Hopkins and Sneed for A B. Would you bite on that? Could I get A B from a Steelers fan? I don't think you could ever get AB from a Steelers fan. <laughs> I mean, I'll I would I would ask for at oh. least three more players. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exaggerating and being ridiculous. But no, I don't I don't know that there's. Um, I mean, so okay, as a Steeler fan, and already AB's, you know, uh, arguably the best player in football as far as as, at least fantasy, even. um, Is is there a I don't want to sell it price for AB, or is it really nothing's gonna? I mean, unless you know, beyond something ridiculous, of course. um, Is there anything that somebody could really do, or is it just one of those guys that you're like, you know what? No matter what somebody offers me, it's never gonna feel enough. Yeah, I feel like he's one of those players where, I mean, he went number one overall in probably 95% of drafts, I'm guessing. I don't know. That's just a terrible number because I'm not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't see him really being worth the trade risk for that. I mean, even though Hopkins and Sneed together are a decent package for him, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of pride that goes into fantasy football, and I don't know that I would give him up knowing that I had him. Yeah. But, really depends on the team that you have depending on how good the rest of my team is if i would rather have those two guys than just brown then yeah that would make sense it really does yeah yeah like for instance i'm in a um i'm in a league where it's 16 teams and it's like really wide receiver heavy you only have to start one running back and there's like Mm -hmm. Uh, two wide receiver slots, three flexes, and they can all be wide receivers basically. So it, it kind of it's a PPR. It's really wide receiver heavy. It feels and yeah. um, the AB owner who didn't. Uh, it was an auction, and I think he wasn't there, so he didn't get to pick a lot of his guys. So he was really desperate for wide receivers, and he traded um, Antonio Brown, I believe, for Keenan Allen and Decker. Obviously. If Keenan Allen was healthy at this moment, it probably wouldn't be too terrible. But then for Keenan Allen to go and get hurt, it was like he traded AB for Decker, I think. And that's like, that's got to be, that's got to be terrible, right? <laughs> like that's, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. He, he must've been really desperate that day. I wouldn't have said yes to that trade at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, if you're really desperate for wide receivers, I mean, Decker and, and Keenan Allen can be really good in PPR, but it just seems like, especially after Keenan Allen got hurt now, it's like, oh, man, I, I feel terrible for the guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, I don't know you, but that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I knew that was a bust from the beginning, but it's all right. The next guy I want to put on the table is Kelvin Benjamin, uh, which I'm actually a big fan of. A lot of people seem down on him going into the year, uh, coming off that injury. Uh, but after week one, he seems like he did pretty good. So what if I offered you two guys who, you know, didn't, oh, one actually didn't do anything in week one, um, but had high, everyone had high hopes for. And the other guy is just a pretty consistent guy. So Decker and Fleener for Kelvin Benjamin. Would you do that? No, just because, I mean, I feel like, sometimes I feel like trades like that when they're two players for one that's significantly better, just because they're two guys doesn't mean if they're going to both make the same amount of points that one guy is going to make each week. Right. See with how Fleener performed. Um, and I like Decker a lot. Um, I have him in my Dynasty League, and he's Mr. Consistent on my team, so that's hard for me to say no to that, just because... I like him, but, um, no, I don't, I don't think that that's an even trade considering the volume Benjamin's going to get, um, from cam, especially cause cam's fine now. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because going into the year before last week, everyone was like Fleener's top five tight end, you know? And I don't know if he's still going to be, you know, in that offense, if he, if he, if he figures it out. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, going into the season before week one, when people still doubt KB, they probably would have took this offer, don't you think? Oh, I think they would have. Um, I don't. It, 
It's so funny what one week changes, you know? One week changes everything. It changes everything. <laughs> for better or for worse, <laughs> it changes everything. Yes. All right. So we, that's a bust. That deal is a bust. All right. The next guy, um, Doug Baldwin, his name mm-hmm. on the table. You know, some people like him. Some people just don't care for him. Um, yep. The first guy I'm going to offer you him for him is straight up. I'm going to offer you Sneed. Would you take Sneed for for Baldwin straight up? Ooh, interesting. Um, I don't know. I feel like I get. I feel like I could get more out of you. You feel like you can get more? So you want to hit? I want to hit. Yeah. Okay. What if I give you Sneed and Sharp, wide receiver for the Titans, rookie wide receiver. I think that that's not a bad trade um, just because I don't think that I mean, most of Baldwin's numbers came up from like the end of last season and they were like right towards the end and they were crazy numbers. He's not going to get those kind of crazy numbers every week. And I feel like you have more potential for Tajay Sharp to get some decent numbers. Um, yeah, I would, I would do that trade. For those two. Yeah, Baldwin kind of had that uh, Freeman effect where you're like, ah, man, you kind of put numbers up that you can't duplicate, you know? Uh, exactly, kinda... and it just throws off the whole curve, and I'm bad at math, and I just know that. <laughs> and, and you said you feel like you can get more out of me. Am I doing this wrong? You feel you, yeah. am, I, am I giving away something here? Are you reading me? No, I'm just, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm just, I like to weigh my options in a trade. It's like, no. can, I get, can I get more? I hear you. I hear you. I actually had Matt Harmon on the show once, and he pretty much tried to break this system. <laughs> he was just, he was basically telling me to hit every single time. He's like, and at the end, he's like, I'm only doing this because I know you're going to let me hit. So, <laughs> you know, he kind of tried to break it on me. So I got to make this a little tougher on people. Um, <laughs> the last one I want to do is everybody's kind of panicking on this guy a little bit. Again, overreaction week one. Todd Gurley is the name on the table. Okay. Right. And I'm going to hit you with two guys who, you know, are both running backs. They both did pretty well week one. And I want to see if you're in enough of a panic mode to give them up for Amir Abdullah and Jeremy Langford. They had some big weeks. They had some good weeks. And, um, and Gurley did nothing. Gurley did a whole lot of nothing. Um, so can I get the nervous owner to give them up? You know, the nervous owner would have to wait for week two to happen to re- able to make that trade so i i would say bust just because i don't i really don't think girly owners should be abandoning him right now i think that that's such a bad move i mean unless you're in a work league and you don't care about your co-workers and you know that you can get girly out of someone then um i don't think you should really do that he's the only guy there and it's a whole team that's got to make points and jeff right. fisher has to go eight and eight so there's gonna be a couple winning games in there somehow <laughs> I, th- I think that, I think you came up with the best answer there is you have to wait. Like it's yeah. pre- it's pretty much no matter what someone offers you, you just have to wait. I mean, obviously, again, if someone gives you some ridiculously stupid offer, but just off of what people are actually going to realistically offer you, there, there's no reason to accept it, right? Exactly. It's just too crazy. I mean, yes, I understand it's week one. We've been waiting for football for a really long time. I can understand the panic. I get it. But it's week one. Like, and even if you lost, if you lose week two, it's only week two. Like, there's really no reason to panic. You got so many more games to get your wins in. If someone's really panicking, take advantage of them. Sure. If someone's going to say, AP got me no points. I'm so desperate. The Vikings are going to suck. Oh, okay. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Here, you can have, um, I don't know, who's random that you could easily hand over for Adrian Peterson. Um... Uh, here. Here, uh, just, you know, take Latavius Murray. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, great. He's consistent. The Raiders looked great. Awesome. Fantastic. I'll be seeing you never in the championships. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Just, you know, if you got girly, just sit tight. Give it another week or two. Um, and, and even those people who are worried, like, oh, what if he continues to do bad? I still think you're going to get the value for him if you really want to move him because there's going to be somebody who says, you know, he's going to turn it around or they're going to have that belief that he will, you know? Totally. There's there's no reason to um, to get rid of him now and think that the value in trading him is going to go down next week or even the week after. There's so there's such high high ceiling there. Like, I don't know. It's just it's not worth it. Don't. There's no need to um, take advantage of someone in a few weeks. Not don't do it. Now. <laughs> I totally agree with you. All right. Well, I mean, that's it for the fancy blackjack. You did well. You may, I mean, we, we, we kind of busted on a lot of the deals, but that's okay. That's okay. Right. I think, I think your expert girly advice to hold on at the end of it made it all worth it. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. And I, my friends would tell you that I'm very difficult to trade with anyways. I get really attached to my players. So it's kind of hard. <laughs> are, 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 are you the kind of person who like wants to stick with who they, who they drafted and like, I, I like to try to, but there's always the realistic side of me. That's like, well, if I'm going to give the advice that you need to trade, I should be taking the advice for myself. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And it really depends on the league that I'm in. Like my dynasty league is so hard for me to trade in because I have a, you know, attached myself to these players for a number of years and I'm not getting rid of them. Um, one of the guys in my league tried to get Jordy Nelson from me for Doug Baldwin. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> not happening this year. <laughs> yeah. Dynasty changes things, man. Like I, I, I hadn't done a lot of dynasty before this year. Um, I joined a couple of them this year and it's like, man, it brings like such a different angle to the game, you know? Uh, yeah. So if you can get a good dynasty league, it's definitely worth keeping, but uh, I know what you mean. In dynasty league, I can imagine it's only harder to trade in. Um, I have a uh, I have a couple more questions that I didn't get to in the beginning, so I'm, I'm going to run through some of these since we have a little bit of time here still. Um, one of the questions was asked um, out of the injury prone running backs, just some guys that have a you know pretty decent injury history. Um, out of these three names, you know which one do you see having a better season for fantasy owners? Uh, Rashad Jennings, uh, Arian Foster, or Jonathan Stewart? Uh, I think Jonathan Stewart's going to do just fine. He he didn't have a huge game this weekend, I don't think. Um, but I think he'll do just fine um, in that system, in that volume. I think that they've got a great offensive line. Um, yeah, I think he'll do just fine. I'm I'm so wary of Arian Foster. I mean, I have him in one of my leagues, but I'm not starting him. Yeah. <laughs> I have other guys in that league to start. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's He's too wary. And yeah. then uh, what was the other one, Rashad Jennings? Yeah. Um, what was his injury again? I'm blanking. Yeah, I think he had some some. Um, I think it was knee issues actually. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Knee issues suck. I feel like those always end up hurting again. <laughs> like they just end up screwing themselves again. But I don't know. I'm not a big Giants fan. Um, so. So, I tend to not have any so other you would, player. So you would go what? Stewart, Foster, Jennings? Mm, I mean, I would go Stewart, Jennings, Foster. Okay, Stewart, Jennings, Foster. Yeah, if I'm being realistic, putting my bias aside, I think that makes more sense. Yeah, if it wasn't for the injuries, man, Foster's the best out of all of them. That's what sucks. Oh, no, I completely agree. Yeah. He's a beast. If only he could just stay put together. Yeah, that's the, that's the tough part for him. <laughs> he, should just, he should just run with knee braces on at all times. Yep, I even drafted him last year. You know, pretty high, I think. You know, I had I thought you know let me grab him before everybody else grabs him and get him a little bit higher. And when he comes back healthy, he's in a ball out, and then he comes back, does good, gets hurt. It's just like man, so frustrating. Yeah, I got him in my work league, and I got him in like the third to last round. I got him super late, um, which was. I mean, great for a late pick. Yeah, worth the risk there. Totally. I mean, but then again, that was a league where the third round, someone took a kicker and I laughed. I was like, really? Oh, wow. That's a nice league. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Hopefully, it was, like, tell, tell me it was Elise who was Goskowski, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Oh, because if it wasn't, I'm really going to be upset. <laughs> I know. Uh, I forgot what was the number one defense that got taken. Oh, someone took like the Raiders defense in like the sixth or seventh round, and I was like, "Really? Are you just a fan that doesn't know how this works? Like, wow, how it goes?" I'm a Raider yeah. fan, and I'm mad at that. So I know <laughs> uh, I'll find it, but my work league team is really stacked. I lost this week just because Brandon Marshall didn't do shit, but my team looks really good on paper. I'll find <laughs> it. Isn't that the crazy part? Like, someone drafts a kicker early, someone drafts a defense early, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm stacked." And then you yeah. lose, and you're like, what the hell? How did that happen? Exactly. It's like, what the crap? Yeah. This is not Yeah, my team's actually really good. I got uh, Rivers, DeMarco Murray, Angela Williams, Brandon Marshall, DeAndre Hopkins, Eric Ebron, Doug Martin. Uh, and then my bench, I've got Foster, Le'Veon Bell, T.Y. Hilton, Josh Gordon, Christine Michael, and Tyler Eifert. Wow, like, the the bench almost sounded better than the starters. <laughs> right? But my, half my bench is suspended or injured. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I the thing is, I feel like I can stand to lose two out of the next four games, and then I get all these players back, and then I win the rest of the week. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're gonna be sitting pretty. That's that's no question. So hopefully, as long as the guy with the kicker doesn't beat you. Yeah, right. But I've got Vinatieri, so I'm okay. He oh. got me like 15 points this weekend, which is he's awesome. been reliable for like the last 30 years. So totally can't lose with Vinatieri. Let's see some other questions I have really quick, just so I can get to everybody. Actually, a lot of these were sent in by Damian Scott, the 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 the, the new meat, fresh meat. Um, <laughs> his other one he had on here, I think he has like two more. I just want to get to his since he's especially because he's new. Um, he has um, Chris Hollywood Hogan will lead all Patriot wide receivers in receptions. Do you think that's possible? Not not you know not counting Gronk because it's just wide receivers. Do you think he can have more receptions than Edelman? Um. I don't think that he'll get more receptions than Edelman. No. I mean, unless, unless there's Brady, an injury to Edelman or something, but un- unless there's an injury, if there's an injury to Edelman, then yes, he could. But besides that, Brady's got too much of a chemistry with Edelman to really create a whole new wide receiver one. No, that, I think that's too crazy. Yeah. I definitely like, I definitely like Hogan. I think I have him like in every single league that I'm in, but mm-hmm. I don't think he can have more receptions than Edelman. Like you said, unless, you know, Edelman gets hurt. Um, yeah. One other question from him is Zeke will not finish as the best rookie running back. Do you think that's possible? I think it's possible. Um, but it's fantasy football. Anything's possible. <laughs> I, I this think is that, true. Yeah, I think Elliot will have a fine season. And he could either be the number one running back at the end of the season or he could be outside the top 10. But I don't see him being outside the top 20. Yeah. Like, that would be crazy to me. Yeah. And amongst rookies, I mean, you know, he's going to be gotta be one of the best for sure Definitely. we'll see he seems like you know he talks a good game i mean, I mean after every after every you know game or practice this and that he's saying he's gonna break a record or he did all right or this or that so um behind that old line there's no excuse so one guy that i'm a fan of is morris man alfred morris i think if zeke gets hurt um alfred morris could be a problem oh i agree I think a lot of guys. If you have Zeke, you should definitely handcuff him. And and if you don't have Zeke, man, Morris isn't a you know a terrible guy to have. No, I think that's that. that there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like you could. Morris is the smart handcuff, and if you have someone like Elliot, and I feel like if you have any of the top five running backs, you're an idiot if you don't handcuff them. Um, just because, considering how last year's running top five running backs ended up, if you didn't handcuff them, you were screwed for the whole season. So. Um, with Elliot, you definitely need to handcuff him. And if the Elliot owner does not seem to care to handcuff him, pick him up. Pick up Morris. He'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Morris is going to be good. And and like you said, whether I don't I don't know if I don't know how effective he could be, you know, playing with Zeke if Zeke's healthy. But I think he could do decent. But he'll probably have some games where he you know actually does some some stuff worthwhile. But you'll never have him in your lineup or nothing. But um, like you said, for sure, he might. You think he's the number one handcuff? The number one handcuff to Zeke. Or I mean, you're just in the league. Like, if you had to have one handcuff, or is it Spencer Ware? Spencer Ware. Yeah, yeah. I have Spencer Ware in another league, and I am grateful I have him in that league. He is doing wonderful because I've got Charles on my bench in that league, and I'm like, I'm hoping that he keeps those numbers up even when Charles is back, and then I can just hit one-two punch with Ware and Charles. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would be in nice. World, right in a perfect world, everything works out. <laughs> yeah, and see, like I'm the opposite as far as like with you, the way you you know you said you like to hold on to guys, especially if you draft them and stuff. I think last year I won one of my leagues and I had two guys that I originally drafted, which is fine too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that strategy. I think if you're able to make smart trades and you're in a league where people are willing to make smart trades and willing to be reasonable, I think there's nothing wrong with moving around your entire team. I mean. I think you can win either way. But yeah. I think that I think what's stupid is if you think you can hold on to the same team without picking anyone off waiver wires throughout the whole year. I think that's stupid because you're going to have to pick up someone for a bye week and you should be stashing wa- waiver wire pickups depending on how deep your bench is just to secure yourself the rest of the season because guys are going to come up, they're going to come down, you're going to want to have some options. Yeah, yeah, 100% for sure. All right, cool. Well, I think we got through all the questions that I had. I was just trying to double check all the file or no files. I think I cleared everybody out uh, that I had here. So I got to everybody that, I, you know, I, I knew we can get to at least. Um, before I let you go, though, just with with I wanted to really go quick, go back to eat, drink, um, fancy football. Um, besides like stuff like rankings and stuff, what, what you say you're going to have some uh, other writers as well and they're going to have articles to it. Are there certain things um, that, that you're going to specialize on with the site or is it just kind of a catch all for anything fancy football? can be a bit of a catch-all with anything fantasy football but what i can say is 
um, the guys that are, are I am writing with, um, they're great for start-sit options, and they're really good at calling who's going to blow up and who is going to bust. Um, we did a pod, we did a podcast all last year, and we're going to be doing videos instead this year. Um, once those get up and running, that'll be great. But we're going to keep them shorter and sweeter because our podcast tend to, tended to go way over time. So that's why we're going to do short videos bursts. You should pick him up. You should sit him. Um, so it'll be a good place to go to for a quick, if you're wondering, if you're really questionable about a guy last minute, check our rankings. They're really good. These guys know their stuff. Um, they've been playing longer than me and they're actually really good at math and spreadsheets and understanding <laughs> all of that. So they'll give you a much more knowledgeable number and guess than I would, um, if you're really looking at stats. So they're, they'll be really knowledgeable for that. Um, and I think we've got four of the guys doing rankings. There's going to be at least four of us doing articles. Um, mine might be a bit more silly, but there's uh, one of my friends, uh, Tyler. He's got a great best worst article that's going to be up for everyone to see tomorrow. And that goes through best and worst players on every team. So that's a really good read. Um, just really helpful. So for anyone that's panicking on a player, it'll be a good read for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely check out the site. And like I said, you write some good stuff. You, I think it, it, it was you who showed me the you had a, you had a written article. I think in the, in the off season about like dating guys or something, right? Like with football players, like treating them like boyfriends or something. Oh yeah, I uh, I referred to different players like if he was like a bad ex boyfriend or if he's just like Tinder material. Yeah, you know, I just compared them. I really like that article though. That was cool. Thanks. That's why I like, you know, creative stuff because there's a lot of people doing it. You know what I mean? So to, to do something different and, you know, funny and stuff, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, was, um, utter Fantasy. That's utter-fantasy.com. Um, if you just Google my name on their, on their site, you'll find it. Absolutely. Check her out there. Um, before I let you go also, can you tell everybody where to find you as far as everywhere? I mean, you know, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, Fantasy Life app, you know, the websites. Kind of like plug everything that you can here really quick. Okay, let's see. Well, on Fantasy Life app, I'm uh, at Sam Awesome. There's no underscore anymore because everyone yelled at me for like a month that I had an underscore in my name. <laughs> I took it out because majority vote told me not to. Um, yeah. And then on uh, Instagram, I'm at Sam underscore awesome. So I'm keeping it there. You guys can't make me get rid of it there. <laughs> and uh, on Twitter, I'm Samantha R. Holt. And um, what else? On the, on my, on the site, we're eatdrinkfantasyfootball.com. Our Twitter is eatdrinkfantasy. Um, and the Instagram for ours is eatdrinkfantasyfootball as well. And we'll be linking um, Instagram and Twitter and all that on the site too. So you'll be able to find us pretty easily. Very cool. And then also, um, before I also let you go, I wanted, to, I wanted to go back to the ESPN thing really quick. You, you made a visit to ESPN, right? I did. Oh my gosh, it was the best trip of my life how did that like, go how, how did that feel to be there and meet those people you meet those guys or anything how, how did that feel i mean it was like i don't know my my other friends that aren't in football don't understand so when i got back i'm like you guys it was the best trip of my life it was like disneyland but like a million times better they're like what are you talking about disneyland is awesome I'm like no you don't understand i saw adam schefter on two <laughs> phones and a computer doing his shefty things like i saw that it was awesome and then uh, getting to meet Matthew and Field and Stefania and Daniel, they were all super nice. They're like just the coolest people. I can imagine hanging out with them. I could have imagined it before, but now that I, I got to, I spent like five hours with them that wow. day. It was amazing. Daniel's just the coolest guy. He's the guy that you could hang out with like in any group of people. He's super, super chill. Field is just like, he's just he's so fun and like energetic and he's exactly the way you would imagine him in person. As you hear him on the podcast, he's just all energy and all happy and like, yeah, like thing is sunshine. And he's just such a positive person. It was so cool to meet him. And Matthew was just super, super nice. Um, he's so humble, even though he makes fun of the fact that he talks about himself all the time. Like he's a very humble person and he was, really cool to meet and talk to. I got to talk to him about his book. He signed my book for me. Um, and I got to tell him how much it meant to me, like his book, like there's so much good advice in there outside of fantasy, like career wise, life wise. I got to tell him how much it impacted me. And he was just like really genuine, like, Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you felt that way. Like he could have been some cool, like too cool for you, whatever person, but no, he is really just a genuine guy. He's really funny. Um, 
He's awesome. And Stefania is just a doll. I love her. She's so sweet and so like she's awesome. She's just awesome in every way. And I wish I could someday be as cool as her. If I could ever be half as smart as her, that would be the best. She's so brilliant. And you can hear it when she talks. She just knows so much knowledge on everything. It's just, it's so cool to meet her in person. She's awesome too. That's good. I mean, I can't speak highly enough about all of them. They were so incredibly nice to me and uh, just so sweet. Like Matthew's like, so what, what fantasy questions do you have? And I was just awestruck. I was like, uh, I, I have a dynasty league and, and I have a few questions about Jordy Nelson. And he's like, oh, okay. He was so nice to answer all my questions. And I wish I had more questions because I kind of had a star moment and I blanked. <laughs> Really? <laughs> well, that's still that's really cool, and it's good to hear that you know they're all you know as good of people as you know they portray themselves to be as we hear them. You know, and, and it seems like this industry in itself, the fancy football industry, is like you know for the most part pretty good, pretty cool people to be around. You know what I mean? Like as far as you know the the general you know people that you see, you hear, you talk to, they all seem so welcoming. You know, so um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very good industry to be a part of for sure. Um, yeah. Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but every guest that comes on always has to give a message to the listeners. Um, it could be anything, though. So if you want to just give a fancy football tip or a player you like or just a life type of tip or a dating tip, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. Just anything you want. Um, if you know, For the listeners, if they walk away from this podcast, remembering one thing, it's whatever you say right now. So what would you want to tell them? I de- you definitely don't want dating advice from me <laughs> for a very long time. I don't think anyone wants my dating advice. Um, as far as fantasy football is concerned, I feel like I've learned the most from using the app. I really love using the app for start sit um, purposes. If you're really wavering on a player and you don't know, just post a quick message and you're going to get 10 guys telling you yes or no really quick. And I feel like getting that feedback, either makes me more secure in my decision or is like, I'm being an idiot, make change to this, this decision. It's the quickest way you can get, um, you know, get rid of the panic, get an answer and just move on. Um, so I really like using the app. So definitely utilize the app as much as you can um, for start sit options. If, you know, Sunday morning, everyone's on it anyways, so you're going to get a quick answer. Um, yeah, that's, that would be my advice. Use the app, use your friends, uh, on there to help you with those last minute decisions. That's perfect. A fancy life app plug for your final words. You can't go wrong with that. Um, is there any shout out you want to give any, anybody you want to say hi to before we end this thing? Um, Oh, I'll say hi to at Detroit lions. <laughs> oh yeah. He's going to love that. Great. Love that. Now for that, he has to download the episode like a thousand times. I know <laughs> he has to do something. That's I'll say the, hi to him and, uh, and my bestie at PTS Dave. Oh, two good guys. Two good guys. Yeah. Well, they got special shout outs, so they should feel good. Their, their faces should be turning red right now and blushing and all that kind of stuff. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, it, it was fun having you on. Um, obviously, you know, like I said, everybody, you know, check out the site that you guys are just launching. It's going to definitely be worth it. Lots of cool stuff there. Um, hit her up on all the social medias. Cool person. You know, just a down to earth person with lots of good information. Um, and, and buy some of that art, man. I'm telling you. you gotta I get a shop up there. I'll be posting links on the Fantasy Life app trying to sell my stuff as quick as I can. <laughs> definitely, definitely do it. It's a lot of good stuff. So, hey, maybe I'll get my hands on something, but we'll see. Hey, I'll, do, uh, I'll do t-shirts and you can just wear it. <laughs> hey, that works. That works too. You got a lot of, yeah, I'm telling you, talented stuff, man. No, no lie. <laughs> All right. Well, it was good talking to you. I'm on East Coast time. So, you know, for me, it's time to go to sleep. You, you still have some night ahead of you. Um, and I don't want to take that from you. So, um, again, it was good talking to you. We can do this again sometime. So if you ever want to, you know, come back on, just let me know. Totally. I'll totally hit you up. All right. You have a good night. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. There you have it, guys. The definitive Sam Holt interview. <laughs> I appreciate Sam for coming on the show again. Uh, again, guys, if you didn't catch uh, where to find her at, you can get her on Twitter at Samantha R. Holt. Um, or, you know, follow her, uh, her new website, which is eat, drink, fantasy football. Um, it's at eat, drink, fantasy, uh, for the Twitter handle, or just of course, eat, drink, fantasy football.com. Again, she's a creative person, man. Her articles are, are different. Um, fun, some, have a lot of fun twists to them. You can catch her at the other sites also like fantasy authority and whatnot. And, um, 
you know, show her some love, show her some support, hit her up on Twitter or on the Fancy Life app. Tell her you appreciate her coming on. Um, and uh, again, it was it was fun. It was fun to have her on. Um, support her site. Support what they're doing. Um, a lot of a lot of good people, man. Like I always say, a lot of good people. I wouldn't have the person on this show if I didn't think they were uh, a genuinely good person and, and doing some good out there. So. Shout out again to Sam. Thank you for coming on. If you're listening to this, week two football has already started. So I hope you're doing well in your team with your teams or in your DFS, which are no halftime challenges. I got big money on there this week. So next time you guys hear from me, I'm either going to be really, really sad or I'm going to be really happy looking for places to spend some money. So <laughs> I hope you guys are all doing well um, on your no halftime challenges on your DFS games on your, on your leagues. If you're playing me, I hope you lost. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, guys, good luck this week. Have fun. That's what this fantasy football stuff is all about. Enjoy it. You know, create some bonds and camaraderie with your friends and your family and, and, and your enemies if you want to. Um, Cause that's what this does. That's what fantasy football does is bring people together. Um, so again, big shout out to Sam, big shout out to eat, drink, fantasyfootball.com and everyone involved in it. Big shout out to the fantasy life app uh, and everyone else, man, it, you know, hit me up Twitter, Instagram at clock Dodgers. Hit me up an email clock Dodgers at gmail.com. Go to clockdodgers.com for tons of unique content you guys have to check out okay you have to check out the streaming articles that we got up there right now um you have to check them there's defense there's quarterback and there's um tight end okay you guys have to check these things out they're all uh, written by josh josh crocker um you can get him on twitter at jcc rocker <laughs> i like to say it like that it's jc crocker but you know uh hit him up on on uh on twitter he has some great streaming articles out there. And then also um, Adam, Adam Cahill, um, just put out another article for targeting targets. Um, his, his column is called The Other Articles um, because you can find him on Twitter at The Other FF Guy. Um, so check his articles out. Very interesting stuff. These guys put in a lot of hard work. Of course, you got to look forward to my boy Eddie's next column because he's going to have you know, the, the, the split 10. So the top five and bottom five, and I'm interested to see who moves up and down and what new guys can fall into those, you know, what new teams can fall into those, uh, those, the splits, you know what I mean? I want to see. So Eddie, I'm looking forward to that, my man. If you are interested in writing about fantasy football, health, fitness, music, entertainment, it doesn't matter what it is. Hit me up clockdodgers at gmail.com or hit up the Twitter at clockdodgers, And I will certainly get back to you and make some stuff happen. If you're interested in being a guest, of course, just hit me up. Or if you know anyone who should be a guest on the show that we need to get out there, you hit me up and we'll make it happen. Um, maybe, maybe make it happen, but definitely hit me up. <laughs> Inside Glance, Clock Dodgers Inside Glance episodes. Please check them out. Clock Dodgers 15 minute break episodes, the podcast that you can listen to on your break and not get in trouble by your boss because you'll be back on time. Don't forget to check those out. Those are new on the Arsenal. And again, you guys are all great. Clock Dodgers, let's go. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by clockdodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.